okay. no, it stopped. I just heard like. I was like, what is that? I don't know. And there's a clock that's going behind me. Oh, no. It wasn't that. I don't know what it was. It felt like a drip. Like, either a, okay. either a dog tail wagging or a dripping. So I wasn't sure which one. Okay. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Here we are on our Patreon. I know. What a thing. Yes, it's there. <laughs> yeah. And like this was such a trip to go back to season one. I was gonna ask you that because you're like, here we are, all in season eight, and now you're going back to the beginning almost. Like this is episode six of ever of all time. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I forgot. It's okay, okay, okay. Full disclosure. <laughs> I listened to the brunch with the Hollowells episode that we oh. did for this episode. Oh man, I should have done that. Why didn't I think of that? I usually I figured you would do that actually, so that's why I yeah. did it. So I beat you. <laughs> yeah, because normally that's what I would do, and I'm like, I did not even think about it. It was well, we only did it in a day. You know, we kind of made up this plan yesterday, so I guess probably that's why. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny to hear me talking about like uh, I didn't know Hannah and Rex were evil yet. Um, I still didn't like crew at that point. Like uh-huh. she definitely grew on me throughout the series. I just went into it like. I heard Shannon Doherty's a bitch. I don't want to like Prue. <laughs> and like, I was, I stand corrected on both. She's not a bitch and Prue's a great yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. See, it's amazing. It's like, yeah. you know, you get some, some clarity over the over time, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I've just like, when you first found Brunch of the Hollowells, we had many a conversation. I remember one of them was like connecting the dots. Like you love Cyclops. You like Prue. You like those leader people, and I don't. <laughs> I do remember that. We did talk about that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, like, I usually don't like the leader people. That's why it's very unusual for me. I usually root for the underdog. But th- there are certain situations where a leader can be an underdog, where, like, a leader is widely disliked by somebody, kind of turning them into an underdog, you know? So it's like, oh, and that's why I always thought Cyclops was. He's always overshadowed by Wolverine, even though he Cyclops is the X-Men. You know, he's the one that's he's giving them all the orders. So it's like, all right. <laughs> that's true. Especially in Ultimate X-Men. Like, they really put Wolverine and Cyclops against each other. Like, Cyclops is hanging off a cliff, all like Mufasa style. And um, Wolverine, like, throws him off the cliff, Scar style, and leaves him for dead. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah see close, but, like, Kevin okay. yes we're not here to talk about X-Men <laughs> I know I know it's charmed bonus charmed <laughs> so since we don't have a witching minute uh, let's talk about what was your favorite season one episode I know there's so many season one episodes that I love I know a lot of people would pick the first one but it's not going to be my favorite episode uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> what is my favorite season one episode? I mean, I think around it's usually like the middle of the season that I love the most. I mean, you know what? It's probably gonna be uh, like 15, 16, 17 are, are my, my three favorite episodes of the season. You're like, what are those? I know, yeah, <laughs> I'm just giving you this blank look. 15 16 and 17 yes um so that's is there a wiggy in the house which proves it anyway and that 70s episode those are the three back to back so it was a really good run for them those episodes and um you know i'm gonna say that 70s episode 
just because I love that we get some family bonding. We get to meet Patty and Grandma's for the first time, like really know their characters. And uh, we get some childhood stuff. We get to see what they were like as kids, which is super cute. Um, yeah, I just really love that episode. Kevin. What? 16 and 17 are my favorite episodes. See? It's just they go to show. And I think that's widely widely uh, common for Charm fans. Oh, so I'm basic. Okay, I see. Well, it's because people know it's good. Uh. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So today we are going to revisit... Uh, my least favorite Charmed episode as of yet, even worse than the werewolf episode. <laughs> so yeah, we'll re-talk back about to it. that. I, yeah. And I know you wanted to highlight some of the stuff you liked about this episode, if you can find any. And I also have a little <laughs> kind of like, I guess you'd call it a game, but like a discussion for us. I thought it would be fun to go with this episode. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm do we have a do we have a trello for this? I didn't look. I forget. I forgot to look. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we do. All right, let me let me get there. I'm so behind the times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, this episode is the wedding from hell. It aired on November eleventh, nineteen ninety eight. Written by Greg Elliot and Michael Paracone. Directed by R. W. Oh. Ginty. I'm going to spoil you a little bit because in my Words of the Witches um, next book episode coming up, we, it's the words it's the War and Witches anthology, and Greg Elliott is actually one of the authors in that anthology. He wrote a story in there. How come whenever we so, do these bonus episodes, it's so timely? I know it is so crazy. So yeah, it's 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 kind of neat that uh, I think Greg Elliott is the only person who. From the show, writer from the show who actually wrote some of the books. Although <laughs> the episodes he wrote are not the <laughs> most favorite episodes. He wrote he wrote this one, The Winner from Hell, and Feats of Clay, which are my two least favorite episodes of the season. So I guess, <laughs> I guess there's that. <laughs> but I always forget what Feats of Clay is. That's the that's the Guardian of the Urn, the curse, and the oh, clay yeah. comes back. Ugh. I like that episode less than this episode. Wow. Yeah. So okay. Okay. there you go. Anyway, <laughs> so this is The Wedding from Hell, season one, episode six. This is only yeah. a month after the show started. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Pretty crazy. All right. You ready for this scene one? Scene one. Here we go. Here we go. Who am I? Who's read? I read? I'll read. Or you read. Okay, you go. Allison. Oh, Allison sensually <laughs> touches flowers. She is approached by Elliot with one T, her fiance. Elliot's mother comes up to the couple to demand that they get the marriage certificate and make this wedding legit. Blonde bitch woman Jade from hell shows up and rattles mommy dearest. Jade is a demon that Mama Grace has somehow been locked into a deal with. Jade demands to move into the manor with another woman and then magically zaps Elliot with one T. <laughs> well, 
you know, Greg Elliott wrote this, so we know where the Elliott name comes from. But I love what I love about this, and it's probably only me, but it's Allison <laughs> and Elliot, which is the exact those are the exact names from Bedazzled. Oh, <laughs> with Elizabeth Hurley, he's like, "I'm waiting, Elliot. I'm waiting. I'm waiting." And then she's like, "Allison, I'll get into your pants," and you know, like. <laughs> so I always think of those that movie, <laughs> these names. <laughs> I wonder if that was their names in the original. Because, like, I'm a stand for the original Bedazzled. I thought it was just so randomly funny. It's very yeah. British humor. <laughs> I need to watch the original because I haven't, haven't seen it. But I, I'm a, I've been become obsessed with the remake as a kid. So Yeah. The part that the stands out to me, like it. It, was, it was so random. The guy, like, wakes up as a nun. He's been bedazzled into a nun. So his man face poking out of a habit. And like oh the nuns walk him through the monastery and they walk him outside to where all the nuns are jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> it's so <laughs> random. Wow. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here we got this opening scene, this setup with these these people we don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was very quick, and like, yeah, we just jump right in. We don't even get anything from the sisters yet. No, but we got very intense people, very <laughs> intensely feeling things, but not necessarily realistically feeling things, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I had to check, like, am I watching Days of Our Lives with, like, this cheesy soap actor? Okay, seriously, <laughs> seriously, um, because... People could argue that Charmed is a supernatural soap opera, sure, but of all the episodes, this is the most soap opera of them all. Like, this is Dynasty, you know, it's like, and like, okay, I was at that General Hospital convention recently, you know, and, you know, I don't know General Hospital Hospital at all. I went there for the Charmed actors, but they would show clips from the show. I'm like, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> like, this is a soap opera. I'm like, yeah, I guess probably why I don't watch soap operas. It's just like, no, and it was just crying all the time, and like <laughs> it was just like this. I don't see this is why I don't like soap operas. But every time they showed Finola and West, I'm like they're good, <laughs> they're good because I love them. But <laughs> yeah, the show itself is just like ooh. But part of that, part of the soap opera th- energy is funny to me because it makes me. It just means I don't take it too seriously, and I'm like the campiness. I love <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> anyway, I should probably read. Okay. Back at the manor, Prue is pounding on the bathroom door as Piper looks at a pregnancy test. Piper hopes she's not positive. Prue storms off annoyed. Enter Phoebe, who knocks on the door as well. <laughs> Piper discreetly leaves the pregnancy test. Yeah, she wants to like, am I going to get a cold shower? Because you're in there so long. <laughs> Piper discreetly, mm, yeah, discreetly leaves the pregnancy test face up in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> no one will find this ever. It's even in the same shape. Uh, Phoebe touches it and has a premonition of a bloody baby being born. <laughs> Look at all that alliteration for you. Yes, bloody baby being born. <laughs> okay, so I said a lot of bad things about the writing in this episode, but like this part is gold with like um Prue says something like are you positive and then Piper says I hope not I hope not <laughs> and then she's like yeah. come on Piper I'm late I know how that feels <laughs> <laughs> yeah just it's, it's, because the girls in this are still so natural like 
I I watch Shannon. I watch Alyssa. I watch the. They're acting it. They're like they're so believable. Amongst all the crazy guest actors, these are like our grounded part point. Yeah, and I really like the story element because for ignorant boys like us, we see like what the life of a woman is like the whole pregnancy scare and like if you miss your period, you freak out. Like these are all yeah. things that these poor women have to deal with. Mm-hmm. For sure. Three? Oh, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> In the kitchen, Piper is making so many yummy things. As Prue gets coffee, Piper takes a phone call. Piper be upset because the pro chef Moore that was hired for the wedding backed out and Piper has to step in. Prue consoles her and leaves. Phoebe agrees to help Piper with the wedding prep. Phoebe subtly asks if there was any aftermath from Jeremy. <laughs> Because, yeah, Jeremy was only, like you said, a month ago. So, like, this would be prime baby-making time if his little spermies right. got to her eggs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this episode was actually supposed to be premiere closer to the beginning. It got pushed back a little bit. Oh, so really? that's why So that's why there's all those references to Chef Moore, who was only in the first episode, and Jeremy, who was only in the first episode. It's, like, kind of bringing it back to that premiere. I think cause I believe this was supposed to be, like, the third or fourth episode originally. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Do you know why they pushed it back? You know, I don't remember. I think they thought it would fit better here. Maybe because they they knew... Because Brad Kern has gone on the record saying that this is his least favorite episode ever. The executive producer doesn't like this episode. And so maybe they're trying to be like, let's put some good stuff in here too, right? So they don't think it's just a bad show. Yeah, yeah. Get some more good stuff under our feathers before we bring them down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there you go. That's that's happening. <laughs> Four. Mm-hmm. Piper pulls Piper pulls up to the Spencer Manor. I think of Oswald E. Spencer from Resident Evil. Ooh. Oh, Kevin, I love you so much. So do I. I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Get yeah, Resident Evil Zero like, in here. Yeah. yeah, he was the originator, well, not anymore, of the virus. But now, like, Resident Evil 8 takes it back even further. Oh, I haven't seen it play it yet. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's why I'm being cryptic. But, yeah, oh. there's more to it, Kevin. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Make those Wesker children. Oh, okay. <laughs> As she's waiting to be let in the gate... Father Trask begs her to help him get in the gate. Very, uh, very menace. And he's just like, creepy. Like, who's a stranger just coming up to me? Let me in, get me in. Like, ugh. Like, I don't know. It needs to be a better way to do that, but okay. Uh, yeah. He warns that Hakate <laughs> is the bearer of the demon child. <laughs> yeah, and it, like, to your point, this is a complete stranger. He doesn't know that she's a witch or that she believes in this stuff, and he's just throwing yeah. out goddess names. Like, Hakate, Hakate, let me in. No. Like you're gonna think he's someone's you think he's some guy on drugs on the street. That's what you would think. Like Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And of course his last name reminds us of X-Men. Oh yes. Oh yes. That name. Crew mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 is admiring a fertility statue of Bucklands with Hannah. Prue is warned that Phoebe is looking for her. 
Prue enters her office to find Phoebe making herself at home. Phoebe tells Prue about the bloody demon baby in the premonition. Prue automatically thinks Phoebe is pregnant. Phoebe blows up at Prue and says it's actually Piper. She's a slut too. And Phoebe leaves. <laughs> She's like, have you forgotten about Jeremy, demon boyfriend person? Blah. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and for the record, I don't think Piper's a slut. I don't slut shame. I just felt like saying that in the moment. Yeah, in the moment. But yeah, <laughs> I loved seeing Hannah again. And <laughs> I love her. I love her. <laughs> I wish just I wish just Rex died and she was still around for a little longer. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of um, sad about them because I remember really liking Rex and Hannah, and then they just kind of like die. <laughs> they just go away suddenly. They're not. They don't really yeah. have a good ending. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because this is episode six, and the tenth episode is the last episode. Although originally that tenth episode was supposed to be the season finale because they were picked up after just two episodes for. 22 episodes they were not anticipating that so that's yeah so it it changed their game they had to like add like another half of a season (laughs) yeah well and i feel like charmed was like right place right time like it came out right after buffy it came out pretty close to the craft and like Mm -hmm. it even uses the same theme song from the craft so obviously the craft had some sort of uh influence yeah (laughs) yeah influence (laughs) So yeah, it was just right place, right time. So I'm not surprised that like the network was like, this is gold. We need to jump on this. Yeah, market on it now. So, mm-hmm. oh, but yeah, I loved her. I lo- and then I, I always wanted Prue and Hannah to have a lesbian relationship, you know, that thing. And <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that was because there was a, and that, I bring up that gay episode again, but she said, do you have any for Prue? I'm like, actually, I think it would be funny if it was Hannah because they're so like, but it heads all the time. I think their sex would be amazing. So <laughs> yeah, it would. And I think yeah. that would be a new dimension for Prue. Like, cause I feel like she'd be down for it, but we've just never seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Bloody demon. All right. <laughs> Six. Grace. Grace with her hair like this. And oh, up to perfection. Confronts Allison. On the lawn of the manor, but oh yeah, no, this is it not the manor, but the estate. There we go. I'm gonna say estate for them, so don't confuse them. Okay. (laughs) Lawn of the estate, the Spencer estate. (laughs) Allison has been replaced by Jade. Suddenly, Allison demands to hear the news from Elliot himself. Grace says, "Fuck you!" and leaves. You do not know what you're talking about, girl. Stay out of this business. It's like, he does not love you anymore. Just accept it. He loves Vanessa. I mean, Jade. He loves <laughs> Jade, who's not Vanessa from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Get away from her! <laughs> <laughs> it's a Piper's voice. prepping the wedding food in the Spencer kitchen. Phoebe enters to help her. Piper is surprised to hear that the bride has changed suddenly. She goes with the new plan. Piper announces Chef Moore is gone. Jade loses her shit. Piper plays the word magic game to fix things. Oh, yeah. And Phoebe helps a little. As the sisters leave, the dressmaker accidentally stabs Jade with a needle. Jade doesn't notice. That's her first hint. Uh, Something's very wrong here. 
<laughs> Jane is such a little diva. She's like, we hired Chef Moore. I'm like, did you really though? No, you did not. That was like, you weren't here. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. What do you care? And she really does. The thing is, she gets all upset about it, but then she's like, I don't care what you do with the food. That's not important to me. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. she just wants the notoriety. She wants like, like somebody important. And that's really what it is. She has no idea about what the food is or cares because she doesn't eat food. She also just <laughs> seems like that rich girl who's like addicted to drama. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and this, I think this is the scene where <laughs> she's like, um, what's her name? Grace. She's like, get me my pill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's so it's, I just it makes me laugh so much. Okay, but yeah, and then like of course they have the little the little girl pricking her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, "Oops!" I thought it was weird. Like, I kept asking myself, "Did everybody forget about Allison through like magic?" Because suddenly she was just replaced, and acting like nobody knew about her even. Right, and I'm thinking there has to be something like that because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all on board with this. And they're like, but they're like, these napkins and these matches say Allison. Oh, like, I don't know. <laughs> they're headed, hidden away under lock and key. You know, I don't know. Somebody get me a Sharpie. I don't see Allison on there. No. <laughs> I, can, I can't read that. <laughs> Scene eight. 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 Outside, the security guards are in a frenzy looking for Father Trask. He literally is in the worst hiding spot ever behind some boxes in the back of the truck. He changes into a security outfit and pulls a knife down his pads. Or puts a knife down his pads, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, like like we said earlier, not great acting. Father Trask is very silly to me. And the way he, like, <laughs> takes the knife and, like, holds it up and then, like... <laughs> Puts it down so dramatically. It's it's silly. Oh, since we're on camera, I should probably show you my knife, my poignard. Ooh, I want to see your poignard. It's not as big. Maybe it's not as big. I don't know. Here it be. Ooh. There it be. My jewel have... poignard. Does it have the Latin writing on it? Yes, it says, if I can read it properly, I can read this. Nicaprius Estithula Prost, whatever it says, <laughs> but it's on there. If you can see, that's cool. There you can see. Yeah. Oh, there is good. See the yeah. Latin. But yeah, with cheap little jewels in it, but it's cool. I love it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool. Meanwhile, Allison had. S- oh, what? I said cool. Oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Allison had somehow such in- snuck in to see Elliot. He seems off. Grace and Jade enter to escort Allison out. Before she leaves, Elliot, with one T, seems to recognize her. Jade looks by furious. Ooh, by furious. <laughs> <laughs> Your BF's about to get effed in the B. <laughs> I love when you get my references. Yeah. Did you watch um Turning Red yet? Yes. 
I compared it to Scott Pilgrim, and it's like energy, you did. and it's like quotes. Yeah, yeah. And Scott Pilgrim is like my favorite movie ever. Like between that, it's like that movie and Wizard of Oz are my two favorite movies. But wow, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. Scott Pilgrim, I can watch over and over and over again. I love it so much. It's like everything Me I love. <laughs> I immediately like bought the six manga and read those. And I'm like, they actually did like such a good job of adapting it into a movie. Like it's very true to the manga, but you still get a little bit more from the manga. But yeah, I just love them both. <laughs> yeah, I got I still got to play the video game, though. I've never beat it. It gets hard. Yeah, so we'll see. OK. Ten. Elsewhere in the Spencer estate, Piper and Phoebe hurriedly look for the source of an alarm. They see guests and the priest disguised as a guard entering. And just not even, he's like, he's like, he's like I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. <laughs> Done my pans. <laughs> uh, Allison is escorted away as the priest walks upstairs wielding a knife. Father Trask confronts Jade, and she's so dramatic. She's like at the window, I know you're coming. And then it's like, hello, Father Trask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, well. (laughs) Jade demands her demon bitch to snap Father Trask's neck. Well, it's just like, I don't think she even even say it. She's just like, you're going to get you. It's like, oh, you will, really? We'll see about that. And then she, like, comes out of the ground or something. <laughs> like, ooh, behind her. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's super awkward. And then she's like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. That was magic. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, and we know demon bitch is Kirsten. We now know. Yes. But I love her too. She she's she's definitely got that like permanent perma bitch look, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like more it's like more than resting bitch face. It's like <laughs> resting diva bitch face. Like it's like extreme bitch face. Like I don't know how to explain it. But she's like she's always like <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> At the sound of breaking glass, the sisters rush out. Oh, this is you. No, this is me. Rush outside with security to find a dead Trask who has thrown out to. I mean, fell. Fell, Kevin. He fell out the window. Felon. <laughs> I fell in. I fell in. What was it? <laughs> Thank you, Beethoven, me? for saving my life. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I think there's something like that in Beethoven where the little girl is just like. Oh, the pool. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Twelve. Mm-hmm. The policia have arrived, and Phoebe and Pepper are grilling Allison for information. She gets upset and runs off. A little ways away, Andy and Daryl. Oh, Andy and Daryl. Both of them are super sexy in this episode, by the way. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're interview, interviewing Jade for death deets. What's the story here? What's the sitch here? You need to know. We're investigators. <laughs> Andy finds it odd that Trask would have landed so far from the window. If he jumped, how did he go fly, flying? Like, 
<laughs> I do like I really like Andy in this episode and I, I didn't realize how much I miss Andy but like the minute they're done talking to Jade he's like bitch is lying like <laughs> yep. this guy didn't fall yep. like he calls her out he knows mm-hmm. oh yeah Andy is so good some there are some episodes where he's annoying but in this episode he's good he's like yeah we like him <laughs> Well, and I remember during season one, I was so into Andy. Like, where's Andy going to go? Like, what a cool character. And I got the sense that, like, Rob was, like, more into Daryl. And now I understand why. Like, Daryl's around until season seven. Andy's gone after season one. (laughs) Right. But maybe we'll see him again in the comic books. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. Anyway. (laughs) Grace Twitter. berates Kirsten for killing the priest. Kirsten says... That was not part of the deal. World. Yeah, that's <laughs> not part of the deal. Jade will be pregnant soon and everything will be done. Kirsten threatens to throw Grace off the balcony, then leaves. <laughs> and this is her... This Kirsten going... <clears throat> How dare... Like, she's, she's always... She's like, she has that, like, this, like, little, like, grimace in her face... I don't know. She like makes me laugh. We are on the yeah. second story, Grace. <laughs> oh, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this would be a long way down. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen. Back at Buckland's. Rex walks in at Prue's beckoning. Rex is worried about the fertility statue. It is a wedding present for Jade, the Spencer wedding. Yes. Prue admits that the sisters are working that wedding. She's like, oh, my sister is catering that wedding. She's like, is she? <laughs> will, your, <laughs> will, your, will your sister I met earlier be there? She's like, Phoebe, no, but she's actually helping out a little bit. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> will you be going there, Prue? No, I don't do weddings, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I know, like, the sisters are still newly charmed. This is only episode six, but, like, I wish Prue caught on a little bit more. Because, like, uh, one of the the things about magic is, like, you're supposed to look out for repeating occurrences or, like, patterns. And so, like, everything is pointing to this wedding, and she's still like, oh, that's not strange that you're bringing it up. That's not strange. My sisters are working it. Like she's just so like bitey this whole episode. Right. Like that's just a really strange coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Qual coincidence. Yeah. Say the Francais. <laughs> Rex walks in to find Hannah stroking a statue. Hannah's upset. Hannah. They can't go to the wedding. Rex strangely consoles her with a football match. <laughs> <laughs> trying to go see a football match and see everybody being rough with each other. It's like, oh yes, I love tormented bodies. <laughs> Pain. I do love a little football in the morning. <laughs> Crunchy bones. I mean, mm-hmm. is that really real? I think maybe he wants to look at something else, but you know, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> 16 Andy enters Prue's office Andy presents the, a knife the poignard to an excited Prue because 
I was gonna be on like the artifact, you know, but you know, she's she's working with the statue. She touches herself under the desk and reads the Latin inscription on it. <laughs> it reads, I shall not rest until the demon is vanquished. Andy reveals that the knife was on Trask's body. Prue died Prue did research and is shocked when a picture of a demon baby birth comes up, like Phoebe's premonition. So yeah, this is the part where she's like take removing the tag off of the other statue's penis and she's like this um he's like artifact he's like yes artifact i should know that word because you know, i work here I, whatever and there's like he's like and he's like i have something to show you he's like is it your artifact <laughs> i missed that wow oh it's 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 so you should go back and watch that scene again because it's so like sexual it's so funny um i'm like i should start calling it artifact now you want would you like to see my artifacts you know, <laughs> but, but that, uh, to me, that like hints that it's old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Don't mind the the wrinkles, wrinkles, whatever. <laughs> Just brush off some cobwebs and put your mouth on it. <laughs> so yeah, but then they're talking. And she like investigates the poignard, and she's like, "Let's look up this thing." Oh, oh my! It's a picture of a demon Hakate. <gasps> oh, I gotta go. And then she just leaves it open, and Andy's like, let me snoop. Oh, well, now I know what you know. (laughs) (laughs) Back at the manor, Piper is is excited to prove that Allison was the original bride. Phoebe finds it sad that Allison was left so quick for Jade. See, even all the way back in season one, she still missed Wedding Head Girl. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Phoebe thinks Piper is Hecate. Hecate. I've I've heard Hecate and Hecate and yeah, it's yeah, mm-hmm. and you know because Hecate is actually a real goddess, you know, in Celtic Druidism, Wicca, paganism, all of that jazz. But nothing like this demon at all. More of it's nothing like this. So they they got it completely blasphemically wrong. But it's fine. yeah. I wonder how um, Wiccans felt about Hecate being this evil, like, pregnant demon. I know. I mean, I get because there are because it is like an element of like birth in the goddess of birth and stuff and life and things. So maybe that's part of it. But still not quite this. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. So Phoebe thinks Piper is Hecate and pregnant. Prue enters with the knife and grills Phoebe about her vision. Phoebe admits that the vision never showed Piper having the baby. Prue fills everyone in on Jade's plan to have a wealthy demon baby. Prue suspects they were put on the wedding through divine intervention. There she is. Prue woke up. We're here on purpose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like, I'm putting the clues together. She got there, you know. So, like, <laughs> now I can surmise that, like, the elders had a hand in guiding the sisters to this wedding maybe perhaps so yeah (laughs) yeah um and (laughs) your name isn't piper and that's the good news you're really hikate queen of the underworld you're pregnant with a demon child which means i'm afraid i have to kill you what (laughs) which ironically lady later phoebe gets impregnated with a demon baby (laughs) see karma (laughs) 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 don't be don't be uh you know harassing your sister (laughs) 
didn't they say at one point in the episode that Hakate has given birth to like Ivan the Terrible and like other just really awful people? In Charmed? Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't remember that. Okay. But it's, I mean, I don't know. Never heard of Ivan the Terrible ever. Wow. <laughs> I know. So I don't think I've, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it probably has been told in something. Maybe not charmed, but maybe it's been in something. Okay, maybe I've heard that elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. 18, Jade mm -hmm. and her demon friends are having a bachelorette party. The, sister, the sisters not so subtly look on through the window. I mean, they're right there. If you looked out the window, you'd see them like, right there. <laughs> yeah. They're not even secretive about it. There's no blinds. There's no shades. They're just like, oh! <laughs> uh, Piper is concerned no one is eating her food, especially when a man shows up with pizza. They ordered pizza? How dare they? I have I've slaved away on these hors d'oeuvres and things. How rude. The girls get hungry and say, fuck pizza. I want man meat. They're like, oh, it's a stripper. Okay, I won't feel so bad, you know? And they're all like, Haha, this is funny. Let's watch them have their little stripper party. And this guy is not very cute either. No, um, <laughs> like, mm. like, you're like, hey, anyone order pizza? Really? Can you? You have a, you have a friend, maybe another stripper friend that's better. I don't know. But <laughs> we did. Yeah, anyway, order pizza. No strippers here. Just leave the pizza. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they like they, he looks good enough to eat, and they all go. Ah, ah, they saunter over. And they're like, oh, and he's like, hey, ladies, let me undo my hair. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it's like touching him. And she's like, ladies, I'm the bride. Scratch, 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 scratch. And he's like, ah, and he melts away into the pile of them. And they're like, oh, and the sister's like, oh, my goodness, eating the stripper. Oh, scary. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I missed. I stopped reading, but, you know, you got the gist. <laughs> Yeah. And it was just really odd that, like, apparently the sisters just sit there and watch this man get eaten. Because the next scene, they're I mean, just home. Yeah. I mean, where's the telekinesis? Where's the freezing? Smash the window and freeze. I don't know. Maybe they just thought it was too ugly to save. How sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh. Back at the manor. The sisters make a plan to conquer Jade and get Elliot and Allison back together. They make a plan to get Elliot and Allison and meet at the Spencer estate. Yes. Yes. Let's These go scenes get, get her. like really short from here on out. <laughs> they're really quick. They're they're quick, yeah. <laughs> 20. Andy and Daryl discuss the crime once more. Oh, once more. <laughs> Andy plans on watching the security footage. Let us investigate some more. See who yeah. threw them out the window. What am I downloading? Okay. Allison shows up at the estate. Manor. Manor. At the manor. manor. This yeah, is the real manor. manor. Yeah. Yeah. Prue shows her a napkin from the wedding that says Elliot and Allison. And I'm like, did you really have to show that in order to convince her? 
<laughs> and I was like, why are you bringing back these painful memories? I saw these. I chose these napkins. I ordered them. I never got reimbursed. <laughs> um, but this is the one where she's like, have you ever seen that show about the the angels? I love that show. And I'm like, I used to watch Touched by an Angel. That's what they're referring to. They don't, they don't actually say the title of it, but they're talking about Touched by an Angel. And uh, it's just like, that was popular at the time. That was the show. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what show they were talking about, but I knew there was a show like that. I just didn't know what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Touched by was an that? Angel. Had Della Reese, uh, had that British lady, Monica. And then this is, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I used to pretend that I was the angel of death, Andrew from that show and because andrew was the angel of death and he would be like you know because monica was like the one that was like giving him the speeches and it's like you know you're not so bad you gotta accept yourself and they start crying and stuff and then but they, and they always have the, the glow at the end they start glowing like, i'm an angel uh, like oh. it's like it's a very emotional thing too but then if anybody was dying andrew would come in he's like it's time to go and it's you know but i would be like i'm andrew <laughs> and then Della Reese would sing her song in the opening credits and she's like arr, 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 and like they drive in the car and like <laughs> anyway <Ridiculous>. I just... <laughs> yeah i i guess i am i don't know why i'm getting into all this detail but it was a show it was a thing <laughs> was it also an aaron spelling show or would they have said the title if it was you know i don't think it was an aaron spelling show but it did have a, the feel of one okay and i really i haven't seen it you know, since I've only seen it on the air, so I haven't gone back and watched DVDs or anything. So it was just like a childhood memory of the show. Hmm. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. What scene is it? Twenty-two. <laughs> okay. Phoebe and Piper are guiding the food at Spencer Estate. Phoebe reminds her that the wedding is play, play, fun time, and not happening anyway. <laughs> Ta-da. Yeah, so Piper's still like trying to do her job and Phoebe's like we're trying to break the wedding up you idiot like stop it right like who cares about this food like why don't you just have you can just eat this yourself and have a snack make this your lunch I don't care like <laughs> back at the manor a desperate Allison explains her story to Prue Prue explains that Elliot with one T is under a spell little mermaid style Prue convinces Allison that she helps people in need. Oh, that's the one she talks about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, show her and to help someone every week. There you go. Yeah, you go. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I jumped again, but it's fine. I felt it. 24. At the Spencer estate, Grace touches stoned Elliot's face and apologizes to him. He is a full groom. He is in full groom garb and ready to marry. Yeah, he's just so bland, so much a boring character. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, and there is something about his face that like doesn't look right. He looks like Steve Martin. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about that. He looks like a younger Steve Martin. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like I even said this in um, Brunch with the Hollowells, but like Grace looked young for a mom, but Elliot looks old for her son. Yeah. Like yeah. they could be married almost. <laughs> Truly. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Piper and Phoebe confront Kirsten. 
They are trying to see Elliot, and she won't let them. Grace exits the room. Piper and Phoebe ask to see her privately. They tell Grace Elliot with one T is in danger. Grace admits she knows, but it's too late. The sisters offer to help. Grace asks them to meet in the wine cellar in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, the scene too makes me laugh. I just like, it's like, I know. It's too late. Yeah. And she looks, well, and she looks like Kirsten. Meet me in the wine cellar. <laughs> that was funny to me that like, they talk right in front of Kirsten. They could have gone anywhere, but they stop within eyeshot. They whisper, and then suddenly Grace is like, and that is all that we said right now. We weren't whispering anything. Nothing. I mean, and they give each other a look like like they know something's up or like they're in on something. It just seems like... Uh. <laughs> yeah, a winky face. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> You know, I'm really bad at winking. It's fine. Okay. Uh, 6, 26. Piper and Phoebe sneak into the wine cellar. They are followed by demon bridesmaids. Piper tries to freeze them, but she's not close enough. But she does freeze a CGI fly. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe and Piper run. And, you know, it's funny because, like, I would never have noticed like the CG of it before, but I'm watching it in like high definition now. I got really high def Blu-rays and things. I'm like, oh, I can totally see it now. I get the details. <laughs> so, I had to watch on Peacock because I took oh, that's, my that's DVD. HD too. Oh, yeah. is it? Okay. Yeah, Peacock's I, HD. I went to West Covina to clean some stuff out <gasps> and do laundry. But they don't have a DVD player over there anymore. So I, I had to watch Peacock. <laughs> okay. West Covina, California. <laughs> uh, I just told somebody, I showed somebody that show for the first time. The person I stayed with this time when I was in LA. I'm like, have you heard of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I'm like, no. And I showed him the first episode. He's like, where has this show been? I'm like, you're in California. You should know. He's like, it's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's such a good show. Anyway. It is. <laughs> Back to Andy and Daryl. They pop in the security video. That's it. Pop. Pop it in. <laughs> pop. <laughs> Allison and Prue are worried and waiting for Piper and Phoebe. The end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the wine cellar, Phoebe and Piper continue to stealth about. Piper's phone rings. It's Prue. The demons now know where the sisters are. <laughs> that's another thing too because they're like between like aisles and they're like ah, ah, I see and they're like ah, and then they're like <laughs> and then they're like we're gonna get you now <laughs> and it was funny too the way Piper like just I felt like she almost casually was just talking on the phone oh hey it's me what, what are you up to <laughs> busy day <laughs> yeah. you know things going on nothing's out to get us right now you know yeah <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay. 30? Or where are we? Yes. Yeah, 30. J- Jade is giving a wedding gift. It's Faust, something borrowed. She gets upset she doesn't have something blue and decides Grace is sad, so that counts. There's nothing bluer than a, a mother about to give away her only son. <laughs> and like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so this to me is like 
another cute moment that she's given Faust. Are you familiar with Faust? Oh yes, it's a whole Faustian deal thing. That's why it's that's why it's ironic, don't you think? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like rain. <laughs> yeah, on your yeah, wedding day. <laughs> yeah so faust is the original story with mephistopheles and like the making a deal with the demon that we're so like familiar with now that's what we think of demons it's all based on faust right right and no it's not magical mr mephistopheles but you know (laughs) (laughs) it's a bad version (laughs) yeah an evil version mephisto hmm Andy and Daryl watch two women talk on the security tape. They're pretty bored until Andy reads Grace's lips saying, killing a priest wasn't part of our deal. And Daryl's like, how do you do that? He's like, it's my power. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a witch. Ah, just kidding. There's no witches. They don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) 32. The wedding is in full swing. Scuttle calls to the animals to help him stall that wedding. (laughs) Will they make it in time? Jane approaches Elliot at the altar. Find out next week on... (laughs) (laughs) Next issue. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I love Little Mermaid too much. I can't watch this episode and not just think about Little Mermaid. It's the story of Little Mermaid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But bad. (laughs) (laughs) yeah piper and phoebe are cornered in the wine cellar piper freezes the demons prue flings open the door and valiantly knocks the demons over with her power the sisters rush out to the wedding this is the infamous flinging into boxes moment where they do that a lot where they just they just tell kinesis them into people in the boxes it's always a box oh i mean sure yeah sure they put they put like beer sound effects in there, like this beer in there, but it's always boxes. <laughs> this part was funny to me because like it was so unheroic. Like they were already frozen. All Piper does is like push them back, like with her power. It was just kind of like, what's that supposed? To- or Prue, yeah, yeah. What's that supposed to do? <laughs> right, they could have just left them frozen, but she just wanted to like let out some aggression on them. She's like, "Don't you attack my sisters!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay away from my sisters, you bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 4.34 The sisters and Allison approach the wedding, and Allison speaks her opposition to them getting married. Yeah, speak now or forever hold your peace. I oppose! I object! Jade, (laughs) Ursula's the sky into a storm and everyone runs... I'll say the spell. Do your worst. And then I run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so cool. animated. You are. Just because you're excited that people are seeing us. I mean, I feel, well, I guess, but I feel like I, I always am kind of animated, but now it's like they get to see me and it's weird. It's so exciting. Yeah. I don't know. I hope I don't look like a weirdo. <laughs> I am a weirdo. It's fine. Uh, anyway, and she runs away and the rain comes and lightning. Mm-hmm. Chairs are flying everywhere. Somehow, Jade is now inside with Elliot and on him in a bed. She turns to demon form along with the bridesmaids. Elliot picks up the knife, or poignard, if you would care, (laughs) and the demons are absorbed into it. 
He's returned to normal. <laughs> uh, this climax is so goofy. It's so goofy to me. Kevin, it's just how did like this happen. <laughs> okay, let me describe what happened to you. So <laughs> they're on the bed. She's gonna have sex with them. She's like, "I'm a god," and then people come into the door. They they find her. Then she turns around. She's like, <sighs> and then her other four three bridesmaids are there for some reason and they're like ah, and they all turn and then they all like let's mosey over to the corner oh. <laughs> and, then like, and then Elliot's like what is this knife and he looks at it and Prue this is what's supposed to happen Prue kind of uses her telekinesis to move the knife around to capture them in there because Elliot doesn't know what he's doing he's just like pretty little thing this is oh what's happening oh <laughs> like he's just a mindless drone ugh and so Prue's just like, yeah, Elliot, do it. <laughs> I'll help you. Please, my eyes. And I squeeze it in. And I, and I you know, move it around. And, and then they get sucked into the, the poignard. And that's it. Super chill. Well, like, super not much happened. So we left Hakate at the altar, like, making a storm. The sisters are there. And then we cut to this next scene where she's on top of Elliot in a room. So, like, did the sisters just watch her, like, grab Elliot and escape? And now they're just running in to find her. <laughs> this is a very common thing with Charmed that we never actually brought up before. But the th- pretty much if if somebody exits the scene they're in, they're immediately like worlds ahead of them. Like, and it's, like say something. It's just part of the thing. Because um, <laughs> if you watch anything in this in the in future episodes, anytime somebody leaves the manor, every time they go out the door, they're all of a sudden like three neighborhoods over. Uh, this, they're just way ahead of them no matter what even if they just follow okay. them directly out the door and so like some kind of they go through like some kind of time jump every time they leave the scene Charmed is so complicated I know but that's something that Charmed does a lot uh, 36 okay we're the last one yep. the Hallowells watch Allison and Elliot sharing their reunited love they proudly walk away from the Spencer estate as Andy walks up. Prue returns the knife to him. Andy and Prue go off some together for reasons. Okay, well, this is actually one of my favorite. You missed the part where, like, the sisters chat a little bit about their, like, she's like, uh, you know, they talk about their powers. And she's like, what would happen when we have kids? And she's like, you know, you never greet your, your husband at the door with honey. I think I froze the kids. No, I accidentally move them to another zip code and then phoebe's like but i will see them flying and i'll bring them back safely <laughs> so it's just a cute little sister moment that's one of the scenes i really love about this episode because it's just them being cute and just reflecting and you know that's nice nice yeah. and then but yeah andy have a little and phoebe's like Ooh. and so they make fun of her a little bit it's cute <laughs> yeah and like watching this again um it wasn't terrible terrible awful um i did try to pay attention more to like what's going on with the sisters in the name of kevin and like there was that (laughs) moment where basically prue like shames phoebe for apparently being pregnant so like we are kind of making headway into not just dismissing each other and like respecting each other's space and respecting the fact that like all three of us are having sex with men. Like, any one of us could have a pregnant scare. Don't be a bitch to me. Right, right, you know? And so, and I do think, you know, 
the the actresses, the three sisters. I don't know. I loved Prue in this episode. She was she was because she was so serious about. It. She was taking everything seriously, and she felt very natural to me. Even when she's talking to Allison, who's like, Allison's committed. Allison's just like, ah, she's. I mean, like, she's. I wouldn't say she's an awful actress, but she's definitely like giving me too much. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and some of the other actresses are just it's it's soap opera, and it's 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 funny. <laughs> yeah i think now that i've watched this again i might actually dislike the once in a blue moon episode more than this one <laughs> see see <laughs> like because that one at least this one like you can find your joy in it like like you said it's campy it feels like a soap opera like maybe they wanted the actors to act like this to really give that soap opera feeling but once in a right. blue moon just doesn't even fit in to the story or to the whole series it's just so random yeah, and it's this one you can make sense of things. Like even though it was a cre- crappy situation and a weird situation, it doesn't affect the lore or anything. Doesn't affect their lives that much. It actually creates more context because it ties back to a lot of the first episode stuff. Um, so you know, I think it fits. <laughs> yeah, I do. I said this on brunch, and I'll say it here. I still don't fully understand the story in this episode because to me, like marriage is always like in the eyes of God. So the fact that this demon has to get married, but then she's about to have sex with Elliot anyway, so she could have still gotten pregnant without being married. Like, it kind of just doesn't gel. It doesn't. No, it doesn't make sense. And maybe it's a ceremonious thing. But they say, too, it's like they, she needs to have sex with a human so that her baby will be, you know, look like a human on the outside, but will be a full demon on the inside. But it's like pretty much every demon we see can look like a human if they want to. They have a human form no matter what. So why would she need to have sex with a human? It's always going to... like They can turn themselves human. <laughs> That's just what they do. So, That's true. Like, yeah, how did she, she, how did she, she can do it. She's already got the power to do that. Why won't her baby have the power to do that? Mm-hmm. Why need a human? It doesn't make any sense. So there's lots of things that are just like... No, it's not rational, but whatever. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, cool. So... um. Did the rewatch like change anything for you about this episode? No, I mean it's exactly how I remember it. It's how I felt. You know, I don't love the episode. It's still not one of my favorites, but I do find things to enjoy about it. Um, and you know, it's if I think about it as just like a fun time, it makes me laugh. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. At least there's enjoyment to be had from it. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin, in the name of the wedding, I thought what we would do is we're going to pair up Disney villains into couples. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) So I thought we could throw out names and we can discuss. And these don't have to be male-female. They could be, you know, female-female, male-male. They could be poly. Like, whatever we think fits best with that character. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's start with <laughs> Let's start with Isma. Oh, we love our Isma. Ah. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, who is she going with? Nobody likes her. But I'm like, you know what? I think her and Jafar because they're both like really skinny kind of old looking like sorcerer people. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and then and then I think of his disguise when he was like the homeless man. It's like, 
it's like the guy who makes the whatever makes the rules and he has like the like the spit and it's just so, so ugly like he's, you know, he's bald too you know he's bald because so he like has under the hat but he's like this bald skinny kid or man you know so i'm like oh they would probably look like a couple together <laughs> although hmm. yeah but then i think about like genie jafar genie jafar is totally gay so he would have to be with somebody that's like Scar. really hot yes oh Oh, okay. Genie Jafar and Scar. <laughs> you know what's funny is I had somebody else for Yzma, but I like yours better. I was going to say oh. um, Dr. Facilier, because I feel like she needs uh-huh. someone who's like a boss bitch like him. But yeah. I like her with Jafar better, because you're right. They are both kind of like old and twisted. Yeah. And your beard is so uh, twisted. <laughs> 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 I feel like Yzma, the thing with her too is if you think about it, her only foil was Kronk. Like he's the one who ruined everything for her. I know. So she's the I know. who knows what they're doing. Like she's dangerous. <laughs> right. I mean and and Jafar's a planner. He can he can get things done. So Yeah. They, they would be a pretty powerful duo, I think. Okay. How about Maleficent? I'm going to put her with Evil Queen. Oh, that's interesting. So you're getting that lesbian vibe from her, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put her with I Evil like Queen. her with Evil Queen. That's a good one. Yeah. Why Why did she come to mind for you? They just seem... They seem to fit. I think they would really kind of... Because they're both kind of super boss bitchy powerful, but also they're not over the top. They're very low-key and graceful and they they do things very subtly and very manipulatively and i think they would you know really feed off each other and work with each other (laughs) so i'm gonna try to say this careful so i don't stereotype anyone but i have noticed a lot of times in lesbian relationships not all the time but a lot of times like there's the girl that comes off stronger in the relationship, but then I feel like that girl is also the one who's also a little more emotional behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So out of the queen and Maleficent, who do you think would be more of the like the, the there, dominant there. one? Yeah. Probably Maleficent. Yes. Yeah, she yes. would be, to me, she would be, like, the dominant, more practical one. And the evil queen right. would be the one who appears that way in public. But, like, she's very, like, do you love me? Do I look good she's, in she's, this dress? <laughs> she's, she's more, she's a more impulsive. She wants, she wants that instant gratification, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, how about Ursula? Ha, 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 Uh, (laughs) i mean ursula's definitely a drag queen who would be good with her Hmm. do you want to know while you think yeah yeah because i think you'll like this (laughs) ursula to me hates men that's why she doesn't care about Ariel's love. That's why she takes advantage of yeah. it. She's also going to be with a woman. 
I think she's very fluid, actually. Ha <laughs> ha, water. Um, I yes. think so she would be in a committed relationship with Madame Mim. Only because <gasps> I think Ursula would be with someone who's the opposite of her. Like, kind of an impulsive mess like Madame Mim can be. <laughs> I want that so bad. I want it so bad. <laughs> right? Wouldn't they be cute together? But not? Like, they'd be that couple that you love to hate. Because, like, and hate to yeah, love. Yeah, and they, they, would, they would argue constantly. She's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, you, Ursula, like, you idiot! <laughs> she's like don't you don't you call me idiot (laughs) (laughs) we need to make a sitcom (laughs) and then she's like just jumping around the house she's like look what I can be and like be like Stuart (laughs) I hate sunshine horrible wholesome sunshine um Mim, if you don't turn, wait, if you don't change back from being amoeba right now, I'll turn you into a weird plant thing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, how about Dr. Facilier? Dr. Facilier. I'm looking at my Disney movies. I want to put him with... Radigan. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. He could be like some monster thing. I don't know. He's like, I, I just feel like Radigan's anger. I think they have, I think they both have that weird, like, underlying anger that's always on the verge. Because, well, Facilier is more like he's he's got a rage, but he's more of a nervous rage. Like, oh no, it's both of them nervous. It's a nervous anchor. It's an anger by a nervous anchor. So it's like they have this secret, but they are this this pressure to to upkeep something, and they don't want it to fall apart. Hmm. You know, you know, because Doctor Facilier, he's nervous that his friends on the other side are gonna like come for him if he doesn't deliver. Radigan's afraid that people will think he's actually a rat. <laughs> they know he's actually a rat, so they're all like. I don't know. They'll both be walking on eggshells, but I think they would get each other. <laughs> okay. See, I would put Dr. Facilier with Mother Gothel from uh, Tangled. Yes. Because I feel like they're both so diabolical and so evil, they would just constantly like get into new potions and spells together and thrive. <laughs> yes. Come, flower! <laughs> Come, flower! <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fine. Let's do Hades. There's one guy you don't want to get steamed up. It's Hades. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) I feel like if anybody was in a relationship with Hades, they'd be really annoyed with him. Like, stop cracking jokes already. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But who would it be? Who would it be? Uh, 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 I'm thinking. Ooh, <laughs> no, no, I can't do that one. <laughs> I was gonna say Prince John. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> no, I think since you bring him up, I think Prince John and Scar would be together. Yeah, and Prince John yeah, would be the sure. bottom. 
Yeah. Oh yes. Most certainly. Mommy. Most certainly. <laughs> Let me just get down here and suck my thumb for you. Uh, it's, it's this whole like. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to. Th- oh no! No! You know who would be good with Hades? Cruella. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I was kind I like of thinking that. I Clayton, think... but I like Cruella more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Because, you know, she <laughs> she's not so crazy, but I think she could... Because Hades is so, like, quick whippy and stuff that they would, like, I don't know. They would have a good time, like, going back and forth. <laughs> and yeah i think like she would be good for him because she is very impatient and if she doesn't care about something she's not gonna listen so as he's <laughs> rambling and making his joke she's gonna be walking away it's gonna be like corella cookie come back <laughs> she's like yeah 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 i'm gonna smoke a cigarette yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, since we Those just thought about doing this episode yesterday, I didn't have like a lot of time to prep a game, but I was like, Kevin's going to be a blast to talk about Disney <laughs> villains with, so we'll try it, and I had fun. Yeah, yeah, this was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Then that wraps up our episode. Um, thank you again so much for believing in us and uh, being on our Patreon. We really appreciate you, and feel free to hit us up anytime if there's anything you want to see from us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right i will see you next what was that i don't know i like i heard something <laughs> i think it was outside well kevin checks to see if the strangers are in his house um we will see you next tuesday <laughs> yeah we'll see you next tuesday yeah <laughs> all the <Bye>. things <laughs> bye <laughs>